0: Hello, everyone. It's Artem, and today I am joined by Jason Ree of Refine Company Weddings and Special Events. Jason Ree, owner of Refine Company Weddings and Special Events, believes that being creative and thinking outside the box are just part of what makes a successful event. With more than a decade of experience in customer service, venue management, and full-service wedding and event planning and production, Ree is committed to providing the best service and hospitality to everyone he works with and meets a self-described professional third wheel, Jason is known for not only creating beautiful events, but also for having the perfect balance of professionalism and laugh out loud personality to keep everyone, from clients to the staff, at ease. Jason, welcome. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. I thank you for taking the time. So obviously, that's a pretty big bio and you have clearly a ton of experience in the event world. So my first question really is, how did we get here? What, what brought you to the event world? It's a very special world to be in. How do we go from just um, starting your career to uh, we now have our own full event planning production company?
1: Yeah, I think um growing up I, I I think theater was my biggest passion. So I was doing a lot of um extracurricular and anything to get out of the academic part of school. Okay. And so I did a lot of volunteering with uh like student organizations and um service groups. And so that kind of led me to the first taste of planning anything, like planning little meetings in school and things like that. And then going into college, I was able to do uh ASB at my college and that had a lot of planning. We did our big banquet. And so at that point, um, I had been waiting tables already too, as every actor does. Mm-hmm. And uh, my fallback was actually winning an event planning. So I started getting really passionate about it and took a certification program in uh, Cal Poly Pomona. And at the time, this is more than, 10 years ago there was really minimal resources and social media wasn't what it is today. So we didn't have like all these online courses and things like that. So I actually was able to find something at a hospitality college and uh, take like a three-year program through their adult extended education services. So thank you, Christine. Um, She's like my mentor. She taught me really everything I know from the beginning and having the right kind of contract to start. And that's how I started. And then just, you know, failed my way up and now I'm here in LA and, and living the dream. Wow, I like the fact that
0: you refer to it as failing up. I think a lot of people yeah, forget. I think it's uh, just like fail often is the the key phrase, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I call it like winning through the woes. But I think, mm. you know, unfortunately, we don't like to fail. And we don't like to make mistakes. But with anything that relates to hospitality and wedding and events, you know, mistakes will happen. And I always kind of related to the band on Titanic, we all know that there's going to be an iceberg. But when we hit that iceberg, we hope to be the band and continue to play. And, you know, we look for our fellow bandmates and, you know, then you'll find the shady ones that don't get on, you know, that are not playing that are on a lifeboat. And you're like, um, you're the venue person. Why are you on a lifeboat? Why is my client on the lifeboat? You know, things like that. But, uh, yeah.
0: That's interesting. I think we all kind of had that mentality of if we're going to fail, that sort of means that we're trying at least.
1: Yeah. Well, I think right? it's, that's like a newer, maybe that's like a newer concept. So I think when we, you know, I think as we were growing up, I don't think we were supposed to fail and I don't think we were supposed to share our failures, but I think luckily our community has really embraced educating each other by our mistakes. So I think we're all being empowered. And I think the world now with, with all the social media and like being able to be honest with yourself, I think mm-hmm. is something that's a newer trend. Like we're allowed to admit that we do therapy and we're allowed to admit that you know we're we're going through some of the failures in life, so I think that's been kind of uh, remarkable for any creative solopreneur or entrepreneur who constantly spirals about you know the fraud mentality that we always do, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think the buzzword over the last few years has been authenticity, and that really speaks to that. Yes, so much and transparency. Right.
1: Yes. So yeah. So
0: speaking of uh, authenticity and providing your true self, you mentioned the fact that you were aspiring uh, to be an actor.
1: So oh yeah, I can, just
0: um, tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. Is there anything the thrilling like world
1: of acting? Um, you Did you know, want to be like the, the next time,
0: Denzel or the next Jim
1: Carrey? Well, like, what was no, that? my dream, my dream was actually to be the first Asian American on Saturday Night Live because at the time, okay. up until this past year, right, like, they, there was not an Asian American cast member, right. So that was like my big dream, and um, at the time when I was acting, there was really only two prominent Asian actors, and it was Bobby Lee mm-hmm. and John Cho from, um, you know, the Harold and Kumar. Oh, okay. so I that's think the best that representation. Kind of, yeah. And that was, I mean, that was, and you had Rex Lee from Entourage who everyone kept comparing me to. So, you know, the, there wasn't as many parts and they already had those characters in. So um I, I tried, I tried, I, I would say maybe tried about 80%. I don't think I really gave it a full 150% that you should, you should live, eat and breathe acting. But I think as I was, you know, again, failing auditions and, and not getting callbacks, um, you know, my passion for creativity and like wedding and event planning, I think just started growing as I started doing more of that on the side. And um yeah, that was that was kind of how I shifted. But I mean I got to do one big big acting job that I booked and it was a three day shoot for Microsoft Xbox. But um nice. yeah, and that was cool. I played Asian Sun number two. Ooh. So that was a big deal. I thought I had made it at that point, but <laughs> clearly <laughs> I'm still here grinding. Do you think that there are elements of
0: acting that kind of play a role in, in the event plan because you oh did talk God. about yes. you were yes. talking about how like when the ship's going down i feel like as a mc and as an entertainer that's sort of at the forefront sometimes oh yeah you get like it exception yeah it's very much like look there's something burning in the kitchen like there's a fire, yeah. but no one's supposed to know about it and i'm supposed yeah. to, have to smile on my face and even things i don't necessarily care about like personally i don't care at all about cake cutting or cake but yeah. i have to pretend like it's the coolest thing that's about to happen so yeah. Like are well, elements of
1: acting, right? Well, yeah, and I think that's kind of what theater taught me too. Is is, you know, we're only as good as our team is. So, during a wedding day, you know, leading up to the actual reception and the program, that's when you kind of shine, and you the you're the lead really in that, and we're we become kind of behind the scenes on it. But mm-hmm. you guys are vital to us because. I mean, you're the star, but and we can't, at that point, we can't like jump in and interrupt you. So, you know, it's always great to work with amazing people who are able to have that experience. But yeah, I would say theater, improv, if you can take an improv class, holy yeah. moly like that, is I think just the life lesson to learn. And and then I think, you know, depending on how young you are, I think working in restaurants was valuable for me. I think that was really the, the biggest takeaway, aside from just doing improv and, and acting, getting comfortable on stage, I think coming to a table of like 15 people and them Mm -hmm. not liking you. (laughs) And then by the, by that hour to two hour experience, you have to like win them over. I think that taught me a lot about how to approach strangers and how to, how to network, you know?
0: Yeah, I have a theory where every high school kid should intern at like a sale. Oh my job
1: gosh. Or a customer service job. I Just
0: literally say people. that all
1: the time. I yeah. say that. I think it should be. I think it should be curriculum. I think that. Yeah. I mean, who needs geometry? Like, do we really <laughs> need to know what a plus b equals? Because I don't think is that geometry. I don't know. Sure. I'm like the worst. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're looking, or is, for, that yeah. <laughs> is that algebra? I think it's algebra, but if
0: you're looking for perimeters and then, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but I would say, I would say that was pretty much the, the biggest takeaway, but that also was just works hand in hand with acting and, and performing. But I think the ability to, to be flexible and to, um, face adversity with a smile and be able to, you know, if you can't like when the cake is missing during the wedding and mm-hmm. you're just like, we're setting it up. It's, it's on the way. We're just, you know, we're just working on it. And then you just, you know, I call it glittering where we like Distract by like you know being extra flamboyant, and being like over here, look over here, look over here, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, and I appreciate you saying that you can't jump in and uh, take the microphone or anything like that because oh I've gosh, certainly worked no, with a good please. number of, of of venues that I think yeah. have people that would love to just jump in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've 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 tapped on the shoulder maybe, and I've 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 made sure to kind of obviously be available to communicate, but I think. You know, there's kind of a point in, in every wedding day where we're kind of left with um, letting someone else shine in that moment. And that's kind of what I love about like an ensemble cast, right? Like everybody right. has a role and without you, I look like shit. So we should all look good and we should all do things to make sure that each other shine and, and rock out.
0: That's funny because the analogy that I use when I work with everybody is imagine if you're working on a movie and everybody gets a slightly different script. So like it'll come out, like you'll get the gist of it. Yeah. Isn't that the timeline?
1: Isn't that really the the timeline?
0: (laughs) No, 100% it is the timeline. So I'm like, well, listen, shouldn't we go, and the joke that I use is, we should barely talk to each other that day. Like on event
1: day, we really just have, should everything should be figured out prior.
0: So I should barely even talk to the bride and groom. Well, we can can
1: try, I mean, we can try to get as much, but I mean, I'll be the first to admit that I've had timelines come out like, Two in the morning the night before because of all the changes and stuff, and then That's obviously fine. like on site we 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 pivot. But I think yeah, the general skeleton and, and bone structure of a of a experience should be kind of clear. And at that point, you should have a relationship too with the client, right? I think all of us should have somewhat of a a, a rapport with our right
0: and with the team. Because at like, yeah your, totally your, your point, like we're all on the same team. The star of the show really is the client. Yeah. So we're all working for them. Like whether we like it or not, they're our boss for that.
1: Yeah. They're the client. Correct. But I think also depending on what category you're in the industry, I feel like I view all the, the, all of the creative, um, you know, just the whole, the whole team as, as my clients. Cause I think, you know, God forbid I forget that six foot table or that bar set up for your DJ booth. You know, I, God forbid, you know. And in that regard, I, think, I look
0: at, like, when I look at planners, I go, well, my reputation's on the line when I perform, but so are, so is theirs.
1: Yeah, you know? but so, I think you, I think I do have to say the, pres- the amount of pressure that I think we feel shifts to you once they walk into the reception doors. Sure. Because then now at that point, it's all eyes on you, and, like, I've seen the best of the best do it, and I've seen the worst of the worst do it, and I've seen... You know, ones that didn't show up, so I kind of had to step in and MC, or the ones that had friends DJ were then Whoa. were like, "So who's doing the announcements?" And it's like, "Okay, I'll just grab the mic and tell people." Even though, you know, that's not what I want to do. I don't want to. I'm like at that point, I'm sweating <laughs> from like moving tables and chairs. You know that I, d- yeah. I don't want to be at the forefront of the reception, but oh boy, we learn. Absolutely. So now I'm thinking like you probably have a lot of creative control over it. And
0: now, now it's probably in your agreement. So like, look,
1: not. I mean, not as much. I mean, honestly, I, I think the perfect day for me really is working with uh, an incredible team that also just has the same mindset. And I, and I just use that Titanic reference because I think not that every wedding is going to be a, di- a disaster, but I think that there is always painful moments and there are always things that will pop up that are within our, like without our, we can't control it. And Mm -hmm. so I think um, being able to be flexible, but knowing that ultimately we have to continue to play and you cannot give up and you cannot get on a lifeboat and you have to put that violin in your hand and continue to play as like people are screaming (laughs) and um, things are, you know, going to shit. I think that's the biggest thing. Is just you keep on, and I think that's also an acting lesson: is is you just commit. You know, you commit to the role, and you just keep going.
0: Yeah, no, spoken like a true actor, and I think that yeah. you're Saturday Night Live. A true
1: non-working actor, true non-working actor. <laughs> true non-working actor.
0: <laughs> but to your uh, SNL analogy, like what happens when you break character? What happens when something happens behind the scenes? You kind of just have to smile and keep going.
1: Yeah, you you do the Jimmy Fallon where you look at you look at the people and you kind of break character, which I think again, like you know, there's time and a place for everything, and there's times where again we have to like be the person, be the Joan of Arc, and at least step up and 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 be the conflict and say, hey, this is not right or this is not going on, which we all hate to do, but at the same time, that's pretty much the role of a planner. Is we have to, you know, we have to represent our we have to represent the team too because we most like will have the most. Um, you know, I've had it both ways, but I think majority of the time, usually we have the longest relationship with the client just cause mm-hmm. we've been working with them for as long as we have as much time as we have. Um, but ultimately I think, you know, I'm, uh, it's not a good day for me if, if any of the vendors don't feel like it was a good day. So
0: yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's a great team mentality and that's something I, I certainly support and enjoy working with someone like yourself. So before we shift gears here, just to clear things up, because I always ask all the planners that I speak to, you do event production, meaning you do planning and design. What are yeah. your responsibilities for for all of that?
1: I mean, planning, design. Like I'll, I'll I joke that I'll do anything a client pays me to do, but really it's it's planning and design. So we'll we'll produce from the ground up. I do a lot of residential, mm-hmm. so we're familiar and and understand that that's probably one of the hardest weddings, even though people think it's the most amount of money to save. It's it's, it could be both. It could be the. It could be a savings. It could be way more expensive than you even imagined because you're just building right. in a place that is not, is not prepared for events. So, um, yeah. But we do planning, design, and uh, you know, all all sorts of events from corporate, social, wedding, bar and bot. You know, all the mitzvahs. You mm-hmm. know, bring them on. Mazel tov all day. You know, right. All the mazels. Yeah. All the mazels. I love yeah. it. Okay. Very good. So it's basically.
0: To the client's preference, whatever they need is what you will be able to provide.
1: Correct. Yeah. We specialize in full service. So I only do about 10 weddings a year. Okay. Um, it's kind of been the eight to 10. is kind of the sweet spot for full service just because it's such a handholding process. And we're, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a smaller boutique company, but we want to stay boutique and we want to kind of have that intimate relationship, but also, you know, represent our industry and, and do a lot of industry things too, and, and educate and speak. And I do that as well. So Perfect.
0: So to sh- uh, shift a little bit here, you did say, uh, you joke that you are a broken dreamed actor. Uh, however, yeah. <laughs> your, however, your screen credits are not without some uh, some do on a page. Yeah. I don't know if you have an IMDb page or not. Maybe we should. I do.
1: I do. I do. But there's some uncredited roles. I do have some background work on um, music videos. I don't know if you're familiar with the band My Chemical Romance, but I am in one of their videos.
0: Oh, um, excellent.
1: Which one? Yeah um, teenagers. Okay. (laughs) I was like 40 pounds lighter and, Mm -hmm. um, 40 years younger, but, um, I play a high school student in that music video and you can, they cut my big part out but I was just a background person. I was an extra. I'll have actually. to take but a look. You, you see me. Yeah, you'll see, you'll see like a skinny version of me.
0: <laughs> we'll have to take a look. So it's My Chemical Romance Teenagers.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. I implore everyone to so check embarrassing. Out.
1: <laughs> So embarrassing. So embarrassing.
0: The one thing that I was alluding to that I'm aware of is you were, I guess, I guess we can't use the word punked because I think that's that probably
1: Yeah, it was more of like a candid camera. I think. Um, pranked. Yeah, it was pranked on Neil Patrick Harris's Best Time Ever. It was a show on, okay. on NBC. Mm-hmm. It lasted, I think, one season. Um, and he had a bit where he would put a mic in a celebrity's ear, like, you know, put a little speaker, like, a earpiece, and then they would, you know, play with people and play with celebrities. And so that the process was actually really... Um, some would say that it was really frustrating because they really made it seem like there was a big client and they vetted us, so we had... Mm like conference calls. And it was about a month process before we even stepped foot onto the meeting. And the way that they set it up is they reached out to us as an inquiry and they said that they're, they have a client. We can't say who it is. And at this point I was kind of, you know, I had just pivoted and left this big consulting opportunity that I had that I actually closed my business for. It was a startup company. Mm. So I did that for about a year and a half and it was a liquor startup. And we um, I did all the events and, and marketing for that company and we all had equity and then the culture of the business was really, really difficult. So, um, I resigned and then relaunched my business and, you know, I, I didn't really have a big savings and I was kind of at a point where I was really, I really needed to work. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think I was also super out of shape at that time. I mean, I'm always out of shape, but, um, I was not like presentable. And of course this opportunity came we're out, we're... TV ready? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I didn't yeah. know again, there was any TV involved. And so, we finally, like after the third round of vetting, they set up a coffee meeting with the assistant of the person. And at this point, we kind of, I assumed it was like a real housewife or something. Because it just, you know, who, who? I, I just, now working with celebrities and stuff, mm-hmm. it never, is never like that. Where it's just gray until you meet them in person. It's never right. like that. Right. So um, we met at a Starbucks in the Valley. And then they kind of did another 30 minutes of questioning to make sure that we were like, okay. And then they're like, okay, great. Well, like, we're ready to introduce you if you want to follow this address. And they gave me like a little piece of paper with an address. And they're like, but don't park on the driveway because the, an assistant parked in the driveway and, and fuel leaked. And so, um, I went there and the door opens and it's Colby Smolders from, um, how I met your mother. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in my head, when the door opens, I literally was like, oh, my God, this is it. I've made it. This is my client. Like, I've oh, made it. Oh, oh. And uh, I did, so then in the bit, if you watch it, like, I, she makes a joke. And I didn't even hear it. Because I was just talking to myself in my head, like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is a big deal. <laughs> and then within the first 10 minutes of sitting down, actually, what happened was I heard the radio in her ear. Oh. And so at that point, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm sitting here in this beautiful home. And I'm like, dang it. And I assumed it was like Ellen, you know, I assumed it was one of those shows because at that point she had already been doing that. Like right.
0: that. So that, that so you knew thing. amidst the whole thing. Well, yeah, like well, you, about you the first
1: out. 10 minutes I knew. So then as I sat there and then I heard the radio, I like sucked in my belly. Cause at that point mm. I was like, oh my God, mm. those cameras. And then, and then I kind of, I didn't really like fully I kind of acted the rest because I kind of at that point knew that there's something weird going on and then oh. we were there for a good hour so it was oh. all these outlandish things and my bit had a pool guy come out that was shirtless that was very attractive and mm-hmm. um and so then I and then um Taryn Killam who's on SNL mm-hmm. um, well I don't think he's on anymore but he used she to on SNL. Time, right? he's, yeah, okay. yeah and she he was married to her at the time so mm-hmm. um she had pretended that she was planning a party for him and okay. so he was the one telling her what to do on the mic.
0: Ooh. So yeah. essentially you, f- you figured it out. Uh, did you like ham it up a bit after that? Like, never- I mean,
1: actually at the time I was so terrified of all the, what if scenarios of sure. like how they can make us look that I just tried to be professional. So I wasn't as comfortable as I wish I was. Whether it was and, a like, prank as- on you or not. Yeah. Yeah. Cause again, I didn't know if the prank was on me, but it's really a, pr- it, the prank is on just all of us. But at the same time, the way they went about it, I, I wish that it wasn't as, they didn't waste as much of our time as they did because they did take a lot of our time to even vet us. And there's
0: and like then, a tease um, at the end of the day.
1: Like you yeah, you it's a big clients. tease because they are like, oh, okay, great. So then like there's no client, okay. Like, right? yeah, like we've like, got business to do. At least compensate me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you get like a then, swag bag or something? No, no swag That's bag. And then unfortunately they had kind of like, I actually didn't sign the, the, the release form um, after I left because I was a little nervous about what, so it took me about three weeks to return it, but they were hounding me to return it. And then after talking to some other planners in the industry, I actually met um, a good friend of mine, Amber from Nira Events, who she sold her company now, but she Mm. was actually one of the other people in it. Mm. And we met at an event like two weeks after it aired and we were like, oh my God, you were there, you were there. Like, um, but they had spaced out all of us. So they actually ended up having at least like 10 to 15 people come to the house. And do something there, and then they weaved it down to wow. whomever signed the release and whoever was more entertaining. So,
0: gotcha. Well, yeah, It was on a big that, tease.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, that, it was sounds- it was great. It was fun. It was a fun experience, but definitely, definitely was more of a candid camera kind of. Mm. You know,
0: are we okay to talk about it? Did we just violate some NDAs or something? No, or? no, I don't oh, think
1: so. I mean, and the show got canceled, so mm, okay. I mean, what are they gonna do? It's Neil Patrick Harris. He can't come after me. I'm I'm a fellow gay. He can't come after me.
0: Is that I don't know the code. Is that how it works? Yeah, that is the code.
1: Okay. Yeah, you'll hear just just between me and you. It's oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. No, no, I won't. I won't scoop. expose the code. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> got it. I'm I'm part of it now. I get yeah. It.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't know how part of it you want to be, but you know.
0: Well, I mean, does Neil Patrick
1: Harris get to come out? Yeah, we'll me? get you an ally card. We'll get you an ally okay, card. Good.
0: That'll work. That's something. So I can just present it at yeah. Open house. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Excellent.
0: So then, really now, to just switch gears, you grew up in, I believe it was Orange County.
1: Uh huh. I grew up in Tustin or Irvine, um, and I grew up, you know, wearing a sweatpan and a trucker hat and dreaming of getting a pickup truck. I, I wanted to be oh. an emo. You know, I wanted to be in Dashboard Confessional, like that was my dream. I was saying, like, at I'm that pretty time. sure
0: that sounds more country than emo. Uh, maybe you, that's why you. I know just it was pretty. It
1: was like it was pretty like acoustic guitar, like that was like this style, you know, back in back in my my, my high school days and, and middle school days. But Your formative um, years. Yeah, my formative years. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, and my first job actually was Party City, which I completely missed the connection between that and where I ended up. But Party City was my first job.
0: I, I was a Halloween expert. Halloween expert, awesome. I used yeah. to work in their corporate marketing department when I was in corporate, you know, the corporate You world. did? Yeah. At Party city? Yeah, Party City Corporate.
1: Oh and, and my you, gosh. I was one would... of the fastest balloon makers, by the way. I would like bust out those balloon orders really quick, but I started with that orange vest during Halloween. And nice. That oh, was and then seasonal eventually they hire. like so just yeah, they, so they
0: asked were me like, to "Stay." Yeah. Oh, good. So they were like, "Hey, you did such a bang up job for <laughs> Halloween. Stick around yeah. for the rest of the holidays." Yeah.
1: and I remember vividly at that time it was a scream costume that was like the the top mm. selling costume. So, like, I remember like putting some in the back and hiding them for my 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 special like clients that were nice to me, It aka nice. just random people that would come in. There was no clients at that time. <laughs> That's
0: fantastic. Did you know like eighty yeah. percent of their revenue is Halloween based? It's crazy. I mean. I mean, it it's part of, I
1: mean, but but you would think though, because now when you go there, and you're like, why am I paying seventeen dollars for cocktail napkins? Right. You would think that there's other sales from there, but man, I, I I do not miss cleanup and doing go bags at the end of the night of that yeah. place because like we'd be like on our like fours looking for like you know like jacks and like random toys and stuff in the like little toy area. But
0: do you remember the in store music?
1: Yes. They're like the knockoff yes 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 and i remember halloween it was always just it was a lot of wasn't a lot of michael monster mash i think it was a lot of of, i mean
0: it was a lot of halloween themed um, most of it so to not give away too much information although i think it's just it's different now because they went public but the ceo of of party city or the ceo of the the guy that they made the company that made all the like the trinkets and everything it was amscan Uh uh-huh so they made all the products and then they owned Party City. So the CEO of that company was friends with the guy who made those knockoff CDs. And Oh my God. They would pay like royalties. And we paid Michael Jackson's estate, I want to say something like a quarter million dollars to like parody thriller in the commercials. And it was just it was painful for me because I was in charge of setting up the order of that music. Yeah. So it would be like three or four of those knockoff songs in a row and then it would be a little message about like we've got masks on sale don't forget the net. <laughs> and then and then three or four songs uh, more knockoff songs. Yeah. And then I remember so this guy that did the knockoff CDs he also had his hand in a couple of different things and he brought to the table a doll like a clear plastic creepy looking doll that you can split open. And you put sand in it. And I think her name was Sandy or something, like Summer Sandy. Okay. And then you'd put it back together. And we were so perplexed by it. Like, we understood that, like, the nepotism was the reason it was on the shelves.
1: Yeah. But we
0: were like, why is that fun for a child to, like, fill a doll I don't remember
1: that doll at all.
0: It didn't sell well.
1: Okay, that's probably why, yeah. Yeah. We have
0: not even made its way to California.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, what a small, what a crazy connection that we have through Party City.
0: yeah. And That's so funny, I always say that I enjoyed my time there. I mean, look, it's, it's just like everything else in life. You take your experiences. Oh, yeah. Um, but totally. at that point, I was already building 93 Entertainment. So that was in improv- Oh, wow. So was just kind of like a stop along the way. However, yeah. um, what it did for me is, I mean, I, I learned a lot about business and things like that, but I just kind of realized that like what we put out, the final versions of those advertisements, we saved the public from so much worse. And they weren't oh, good yeah. when they went out. They were not yeah. good, but, but it could have been so much worse.
1: What a what an interesting way to also kind of like tap into what you do now at that yeah. time. You in know, a like a soft smack segment of that was like what your future was going to be, was which is music. So that's in kind of way. cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then I kind of just realized it was funny because I don't know if this like played a part in my psyche, but eventually what really made the turn for me to really focus on being an MC is I realized like I wasn't in love with the the lighting rental and the photo booth rental and things like that. I mean, we still do it, but it's not what drove me. It was really more the hospitality element yeah. of being an MC to create a, a really like solid environment. And what I always say is, cause of my background, I always think in an advertising sort of way. Mm-hmm. So all what we're doing when we're at an event is we're advertising, having fun with the guest of honor.
1: Yeah. That's a great way of looking at it. I think, I think that's where, again, you, I think there are two types of people in our industry. It's really the types that are doing it because they love it. And then there's the people yeah. that are in it for the business side of it in terms of like the the opportunity and the money. But I think me discovering that I wasn't in this business for the money was probably the biggest shift in making money in the mm-hmm. business. And also yeah. um, realizing why I was doing such a grueling career choice and why I chose it is it's not for the money. It's really because I love it. And I, hate that I love it too. That's kind of what I always <laughs> say to that. I love what I do and I hate that I love it. It's right. just, it's in my DNA that I want to be facing a, an iceberg and saying, well, let's keep playing everyone. Well, it's yeah. sort of like
0: you're putting on a new production eight to 10 times a year.
1: Yeah. It's and then you have your ensemble. To totally. So that's kind of, I think where a lot of it comes to where I, I have all every movie I've liked every TV show. i have liked, always has an, uh, an, a solid ensemble cast. And I think that's kind of the way I approach You know, winning at events too, I think it's always so important to have like the best people with you and beside you because, you know, we all want that end result of that curtain call where we're just all being praised for how great we did.
0: Yeah, awesome. And I think the teamwork mentality really speaks to what we do, but also probably a portion of your childhood because I see that you growing up were a big Power Rangers fan.
1: I mean, can we talk <laughs> about the best ensemble ever? I remember dragging my parents to the That's theater. what a
0: statement, by the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not ashamed, okay? I had every Power Ranger toy you could imagine. And I don't even know if I was like too old at the time to like that show, but I remember taking my parents, I had to take my parents to go to see the movie, the first one with Ivan Ooze. I don't know if anyone's seen the Power Ranger movie, but you must go see it because it's, 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 it's got pretty cool technology for what it was at the time
0: was that like once as this show was already in its original run or a like-
1: show within the original run and then they had this like and then they had their big movie which was like a big deal so the second one I think I didn't see but the first one I did see actually I would be lying I, I did see both but I, I remember the first one I really loved
0: because I think there was during the original run like when we were kids it was really low budget right and like the yeah
1: it was, was really low budget low. yeah but the movie the at that point I think Saban had already been like they had, had that beautiful opening credit now they've kind of made it you know they had made yeah. it so that to they
0: revamped everything. They rebranded, and they had the original. They
1: had the original cast in the movie, mm-hmm. plus like one of the second versions of the cast joined the original cast. It was really cool. It was a really good movie. Do you remember VR Troopers? I do, but I didn't like VR Troopers because. Oh wait, no, that's is VR Troopers. It was three of them. Do you remember Beetleborgs? I do slightly. It was different. I remember one of them I didn't like because they turned into bugs, and I was like, I, I'm like bugaphobic. So I'm gonna I say it was... by
0: context clues, that sounds like beetleborgs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but VR yeah. Troopers was like VR uh, Troopers like, was good too. I remember there was three of them, right?
0: There was three of them. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think remember that. There was that. a dog.
1: I remember that. I remember the dog that. was that like was...
0: a spiritual guide. I wanna <laughs> say maybe he like took on the characteristics yeah. of like a, a passed away father of one yeah. of them.
1: Am I really just carving out my single future right now by talking about my passion for Power
0: Rangers? No, I think we're going to find a nice gentleman that's going to be like, I love Oh good.
1: Okay, great.
0: And if his name is this is the this is my goal here for today. Uh, his name is going to be Max or his last name is going to end with a Max and then we put you guys together and it's Remax and like the celebrity couple name just works, right?
1: Yes, I'm into that. I'm into that. I was I was thinking you're going to say something like one of the names of the Power Rangers. <laughs> I do not know those. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tommy, Jason, Adam, Billy. If there are any of you listeners out there that are into a quirky, comedic, gay Asian dude, like, please hit me up. <laughs> that likes Power Rangers. Yeah, that likes Power Rangers.
0: Yeah. I really feel like it would be an honor if, like, we create a love connection for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. I would, I would love that.
0: I want... I really want this to happen. Not only uh, as someone who just has an ego about their podcast, but also as your friend, I want to make this happen for you. And then hopping back to the ego. I want to take parts of this episode and play it as you guys dance your first dance. At your I house.
1: mean, uh, that would be phenomenal. And then have the original cast of power Rangers come out. We could do that. Are, <laughs> hold Are they all alive? I don't know. I think, Oh no. One of them died in a car accident. Trini, oh. the yellow Ranger RIP. R.I.P. Yeah. Trini. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So we can get most of them.
1: Yeah. But I hope it's not like... Did you ever see I the have over- a feeling this theme right now is leading to me doing a first dance by myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you ever see those commercials for, like, The Temptations? But really, it's like, what's left of The Temptations?
1: Oh, and yeah. They're, on, they're yeah. on a
0: cruise. And it, yeah. they, they couple it with, like, whatever's left of uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band. And yeah, the like, and like yeah, the reunions
1: and, like, the... Yeah. So I think we could do that with the Power Rangers and maybe with VR Troopers. I don't even need the actors there. I think <laughs> I, just need the, I just need the right... I just need the actual Power Ranger outfits, like the good ones, oh, not like the janky yeah. Party City ones. As but much as we easy. love Party City, you know, we've given them enough airplay. I think We <laughs> have given them way, yeah. than, way more than enough. <laughs> none of us are season. making royalties. None, none, none of us is sponsored by Party City, but maybe that yeah. can be something we can work on.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to want... After hearing the content, <laughs> they to jump on board. But... <laughs> Um, so let's let's actually transition. This is a good place to transition <laughs> here. You grew up, as you said, in Orange County. You had a kind of a, a country slash emo upbringing, or, or <laughs> yeah. Aspiration. I mean, I,
1: I grew up in a majority white, like Caucasian dominant school, and I think I grew up with like major, you know, so not a lot of
0: diversity. So.
1: Not a lot of diversity, and I think like anyone that was um, an ethnicity, we tried hard to not be our ethnicity, and we tried but- hard to be white.
0: Yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And thus, the not a lot of representation in...
1: Yes, Post- yes. Media. But it was also a different time at that time. But now, oh. I mean, I think... But I also think that during my school generation with, like, the the biracial... There was, like, a big surge in, like, Asian and white couples. Okay. I don't know if, like... And, and I think that we were the start of it because I remember in my school, my grade, there was just so many Asian girl and white, like, Caucasian... Uh, guy you know and also i'm not like sure if i'm properly using the right um politically correct terms for races but I i'm a double so. minority so hopefully everyone's okay with this uh,
0: i hope we are yeah i don't want this to get canceled i know i love it. how you
1: i love how you're like avoiding the conversation yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm a I, i'm like i'm a double minority so i think i'm allowed to use whatever so term. are you like
0: you you get to double down while i just sit yeah. here and kind yeah, of yeah go, you oh. just have to say,
1: no, sure. <laughs> <laughs> however you feel so you grew up in orange county huh <laughs> yeah 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 but no but i grew up in a great i mean i love my city i loved orange county orange county is great so you are now in los angeles i am in and west hollywood yeah the rainbow road
0: do you find yourself like running into celebrities sometimes time? i mean obviously you work with celebrity couples yeah i vet. mean
1: so when i was trying to act i actually worked in entertainment i worked mm-hmm. in I did something called audience paging. I don't know if you know what that is. It's audience not, page, not party city is not what you're referring to. No, not party city. But basically we would work on live taping shows and we would mm-hmm. be the one to check in the live audience and then we would watch the production and then escort the guests out back. And oh, so that, sort of like that a was a, yeah, a page, okay. an audience okay. page. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean going to the whole foods here is just soul crushing because you're, you know, you see all these attractive men and attractive women and, just really beautiful people, but also you see celebrities all the time. Like, I just saw um, uh, Steve Tyler. Steven oh. Tyler? Is it Steve Tyler or Steven Tyler?
0: I think he goes by Steven. He wants to be taken seriously now. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So he,
1: I saw him at a UPS, mm-hmm. and he literally looked exactly like you would think he would look. He had that long scarf, and he had, like, the, you know, the, the, like the Henley shirt with, like, the fitted jeans. Wait, and a UPS? Was, at UPS and he was with, I think he was there with his assistant, but he was there and he looked like he just got off of like you, what you would think of performance. Cause he was literally wearing that outfit. Huh?
0: That like That's very, that's very amusing. Cause I would just imagine like, what is he doing in this? I think situation? he even had like a hat.
1: I think he even had that like hat that he wears. I think he was very much, maybe he just got done with some show. This is, you know, this is a few weeks ago, but yeah, hmm. I, I, he was probably somebody that I, the, probably the biggest person I've seen in the last like year.
0: I would like to know what led to, and, and I really hope he did just come off stage.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I think he like, did. Oh, but it... I got to send that package. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty much what it looked like.
0: You guys didn't, didn't have a conversation? You didn't chat? No. Because no. you don't want to be that guy, I guess, that's a protest. No, Stephen I can't Tyler. be.
1: A, uh, it's called, I think, I mean, you can bleep it, but Starfucker. I'm not a Starfucker.
0: Got it. Yeah. I, I, mean, I got to remember
1: that they're peers. They're, that's they're the least problematic
0: terminology we've been using. So <laughs> oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, so serious question. So if you're in Los Angeles and you're always uh, rubbing elbows with, with celebrities and such, do you think Anna Kendrick and I would make a good couple?
1: <gasps> I'm obsessed with her. And did you see her new trailer for her Quibi show? No. She has a new show on Quibi. Another, another plug for a non-sponsored <laughs> opportunity for us.
0: I think we'll be okay if they want to sponsor. Right? I, we think she's, I find her yet. amazing.
1: I think she's great. I yeah. am a big fan, of, and I'm a big fan of you two being together.
0: Our children would be very pale. However, I think yes. that's a risk we need to take.
1: I think you guys would. I mean, you could also, it could be two pales could make a non-pale baby. You never know.
0: I don't think that's how. I mean, no, I can so tell I'm, you you skipped I'm, a lot of I science mean, classes while you. Yeah, training. I, I, it I was
1: I was very busy doing theater. Okay, and hiding my sexuality, so I I couldn't really focus on math and and <laughs> sciences. And science, yeah, yeah. How the <laughs> and, results, and biology and gene. history and all the <laughs> other academic that... stuff.
0: <laughs> but it all worked out. So hey.
1: Yeah, but yeah, um, and, and I'm good with numbers. I'm I'm able to. I'm I am good with numbers. I'm just not good when you throw in. Alphabets into my numbers because that's when I was like, "Why am I learning math with letters?"
0: I thought you meant like Battleship, like C four confuses you. <get confused laughs> I do like Battleship too. I am a fan of Battleship. It's a great game. So let's transition a little bit here to just make something a little bit more fun. I know you really like um, improv, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just do something. It's called this or that. It's it's necessarily not association, but I'm just going to give you. A couple of options, and I want you to just give me your gut reaction. Not a lot of time to think about it. Just whatever your personal preference is, yeah. and just try to answer as quickly as you can. All right.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Tupac or Biggie. Biggie. Beatles or Rolling Stones. Ooh, Beatles. Belle Biv DeVoe or Boys to Men. I don't know who the first one is. The so Boys to Men. Oh. And think or Backstreet Boys. And think. John Amos or John Stamos? Ooh, John Stamos. Porsche or Porsche? Porsche. Friends or Fraser? Friends. Necktie or bow tie? Bow tie. Boutonniere or pocket square? Boutonniere. Brittany or Christina? Christina. Just for you, SNL or Mad TV? <sighs> SNL, yeah.
1: Actually, Mad TV for certain generations, and SNL for certain gener- generations. What does that mean? Like some years, Mad TV was horrible, and some years it was amazing. Oh, you mean like and SNL? On the yeah, cast? depending on the season and the cast. Yeah.
0: What if you were offered an opportunity to be a writer but not on the cast? Would you take it?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent.
0: And you'd go to New York and everything. That's that's no problem.
1: Oh, if if it like in a real life scenario, if I had like cl- like clients and stuff. Like right now, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh.
1: And I'd have to think about it. I'd have to talk to my clients. <laughs> you have to answer right now. Like, hey guys. Oh, um yeah, I would I would No, like how would that conversation go actually? Like, hey guys. I would listen. be like, hey, I know that we're planning <laughs> your beautiful wedding, but um, I'm gonna be in New York. No, I would remote, I would we would plan remotely and then I would fly in, you know, we would take care of it because we always service our clients. Nice. Do you do our destination by the way? <laughs> we do. We just did our first international last year. We did Scotland, which was phenomenal. Oh. Nice. Yeah, and I got to do a whole kilt fitting, which you can find somewhere in my stories. But um, I'll be doing like a little recap video on YouTube soon. But awesome. Um,
0: How do yeah. you go about that, as far as because everybody handles it differently? So I know some people. I try to when I have a destination, I do try to cushion a little bit around it. Um, oh yeah, you never know. Like things happen. For sure. and- playing schedules and things like that but i also feel like i don't feel any guilt around that where a lot of people sometimes say like oh i don't go there to have fun i'm like no you're not there having fun the day of of course oh yeah no
1: i'm all about making an experience for
0: sure but what about like the day before the day after there's nothing wrong with that especially the day after
1: no we did three weeks so we did a week before we flew in a week before and got acclimated to the city because we had not been there at all Mm-hmm. Um, we had remotely planned it with the the couple. And then um, we came in a week early to just finalize, get acclimated with our vendor team and kind of get to know everybody. And then we stayed with the family and then we um, finished the wedding and then we went off to Ireland and um, explored London and Ireland after. Awesome. And more of Scotland, the Highlands, by the way, are phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. we didn't see any of these Highland cows, which I don't think they're real. I think that they're just a marketing scheme. Um, cause we could be like literally scoured all over and we could not find any.
0: So you think it's like a conspiracy to draw? Up, I think like, it's like,
1: I think it's like a tourism thing. I think they like put little bangs, like faux bangs on these cows and they just call them like bang cows.
0: Well, there goes another sponsorship opportunity. <laughs> Dang it. Sorry. Visit Scotland. The, the Scotland tourism boy. <laughs>
1: No, okay. Singing won't be one of the things that I try.
0: No, I'm okay with that. I just was hoping we don't get into more problematic territory.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm. am I'm definitely not the most politically correct, but it yeah. all comes from a good place.
0: I think intent is is very overlooked at times. Yes. So as long as the intent is there. Uh, that yeah. being said, I want to talk a little bit very quickly about refined company weddings and special events. So. Obviously, visually, um, when people see it, they realize it's a sort of a pun on your name because it's mm-hmm. just free. Um, you, you can't see that with just audio. However, yeah, yeah. everybody who goes and checks out the website. So I actually have come up with a couple more repuns. puns. And yes. actually, it's going to be part of a game called Love It or Like It. So I okay. want you to tell me whether you love the idea or like the idea. You do have the option to hate it. Um, I ask you to speak frankly, but I just, I would prefer that you either like it or love it. Okay. So we'll see. But if you really, truly hate it, you let me know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Return of the Mac. It's a consulting service where you help men who've had their hearts recently broken back into dating.
1: Ooh, I love it.
0: Great. Uh, Riancé, a life coaching business wherein you help every woman in Los Angeles find their inner Beyonce. Um, I love that too. I feel like once the business is established in Los Angeles, it needs to yeah. turn into like a reality show and go on the road.
1: Do I need to buy? Do I need to buy you out for these ideas though, or are you going to just become like, um, are you like my my angel investor?
0: Oh, we can talk about it. We can. Definitely. Okay, we'll talk okay. offline. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then the the last one that I have is Rapunzel. Rapunzel. It's a hair salon in Beverly Hills for women that just kind of feel trapped sometimes. Oh,
1: <gasps> these are. I, knew you'd I like love that, that too. Yes, and I I use the refund. I use the repun quite often. Like I do refresh, or I'll do rehab, or I'll do all these other fun, like you know, silly ones. But um, and then my YouTube channel is called the Reality, so it's it's all about like rehab the reality. Does sound a lives. little sad though, because like oh yeah, I mean my collarbone no. rehab. Yeah, it's like hashtag rehab. You know, rehabilitation. Right. But if I ever do want to give back to you know the community, I can also open my own rehab centers where we you know rehabilitate you through yeah, humor. You
0: should do that for event professionals that you don't quite enjoy working with. Like, <laughs> I'm taking. No, that's you called to the rehab. retreat.
1: That's called the retreat where we take everyone to a retreat. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's already in the works.
0: What has been like your favorite in the works pun, whether current or future? That that you. I think about?
1: the reality is my favorite, just because it is the something reality. that I'm actively focused on in terms of my podcast and the YouTube channel and all the things. But that's kind of the direction, um, the reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: How about virtual reality? And it's just virtual reality, yes. VR. But I
1: also I do have a few CD mixtapes that I made back in the day where I was DJ Remix. So that's another I one. See. So if you ever need like a, you know, if I ever need to join your team, DJ Remix would be my name.
0: I kind of need to know a little bit more about the mixtapes.
1: Yeah, I so, mean it, there was a lot of trance because I was a big raver back in the day. So a lot of trance.
0: You know the first thing I think about when I hear the word rave, it's in Say by the Bell, the college years, they asked screech <laughs> to steal like helium
1: uh-huh. to take it to I the rave. I don't remember rave. that. Like, 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 you remember Say
0: by the Bell, the college years? No one I remember the, blue college blue. Year. I the college
1: years. I love the college years because it had <laughs> that one like weirdly, it had the female screech. It had a female screech in that show. Are you thinking of um, the one he dated for a while? She was kind of like weird and like kind of the female screech. I think that was in the actual, say, by the bell.
0: Because he dated her for a while.
1: No, no, not, that was Tori Spelling. Wasn't that yeah, Tori Spelling? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, in that the time. college years, there was a character that, it was, it was one of the female roommates, and she was kind of like the, the goofy female.
0: Oh, but is that, but then they eventually, they were just like, yeah, she's smart, but we're still not gonna, it's a female character. We're not, gonna, it's the 90s. Issue, <laughs> yeah, 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 character. yeah. We're not gonna give yeah. her more
1: substance. Yeah, she just had like a tube top on. And that was it. They right. called okay. it, and they called okay. it a day. Yeah.
0: She was smart. Yeah. Like she, she, yeah. Was, yeah. She had aspirations.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Are you, what are your thoughts on like all these reboots? Because I do know Saved by the Bell obviously has the reboot. I just
1: saw the trailer. Did you see the trailer? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all for You're it. All for I it. mean, I think I'm, I love, a, I mean, I would love them to bring, bring back like some sort of a Power Ranger situation, but I love, I mean, there's so many classic shows that I would love for them to do it right. But Friends might be one that I think is very sensitive because I but think I see about it right now.
0: But I see like.
1: Oh, and hashtag reboot, reboot. There's hashtag another one.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good one too, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like with Power Rangers, that story could easily be redone and retold. Yeah. it just like. A typical Shakespearean like journey, and that's true. And I feel like you can always because of the costumes, you can mask anybody, and like they won't even know if it's a different
1: cast. Who cares? Yeah, um, although Ooh, like, them, they do spend a lot of time outside of the costumes. I'll give them. That. I mean, like, there's actually there's a lot of reboots I would love to see. I would love to see the Clue reboot. I would love to see oh. um, the Goonies redone. But you know? see, I
0: feel like you know how they're doing uh, another Space Jam, and I feel yeah. like oh, Super, they are. Yeah, with LeBron. Who Taylor?
1: watched the first one? Ooh. I watched the first one. Okay, we just lost another sponsorship opportunity. <laughs> Who's that? Space Jam? I know the I know the music. I just never watched it.
0: That's a very good But again, one. I
1: also don't like sports, so that's where again I, I made oh, a whole
0: uh grew- oh, well here's the big question. Did you grow up a Looney Tunes fan or were you a Disney kid? I grew up being an Animaniacs fan. That is Warner Brothers. I think that's then that's Looney Tunes.
1: Oh, is it Looney Tunes?
0: Okay. I think it's in. It's not in the same I mean, world,
1: but the universe yeah. is kind of. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone was. Disney. I think it was hard not to be a Disney because I think all of us had Disney VHSs, but I think, no? No, didn't grow up Disney. No.
0: I hate to say, I'm a guy. Who probably lost a lot of friends right now. And yeah, you
1: just I just unfollowed you on Instagram. It's just, <laughs> if you're not a Disney person, I just can't.
0: Well, also Disney rules most
1: of the world, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That I'm I'm on a list now of some sort. Disney and Starbucks and Beyonce, I think go to the three. <laughs> are Apple, world. Starbucks. Oh, Apple does. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
0: Yeah, and actually, I'm a big NBA fan, and Disney pretty much owns that because they own ABC and ESPN, and they control like 90% of their wait
1: games. nba wait disney owns nba wait, they don't
0: no. own the nba per se but they own all the the channels aside from maybe tnt they own ESPN yeah. and abc and they have the big tv contracts for okay
1: the- so we love disney
0: <laughs> yes we love the disney corporation
1: <laughs> we love walt we love walt
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. all right, i guess He's yeah. got some. He's got some nice quotes that. that I mean, have you neat. had
1: their churros? Have you had their churros? Come on. No,
0: I am a churro fan. All right, you. have used... never had a Disneyland churro? No.
1: Okay. The next time you come to LA, we're going to Disneyland.
0: Okay. I sh- I yeah. will. I'll, I'll. We can connect because I am sh- actually going to be out in LA. Um, oh, perfect. If we, can, if we can work out a churro deal.
1: Yeah, we'll do a fun. whole YouTube episode of you it, being d- discovering okay. Disneyland at, at yeah at this on, time. Yeah. Uh, refined. Yeah, we'll do. On, we'll the, do it on reality? reality. Yeah. yeah.
0: So is there a way we can get just the churro and skip the Disneyland part? I mean, may, yeah, have we like can probably go to downtown.
1: Pickup? Yeah, we can go to downtown. But I also have friends that work there that we can probably like oh, orchestrate something. But I mean, you have to do the frozen lemonade too. You have to spend like the $170,000 that you do <laughs> oh, to go to sick. Disneyland and buying like their clam chowder bread bowl situation and their big turkey leg. There's a bunch of classic food items that we'd have to, we'd have to explore. So you have to go.
0: So I think when you are back on this podcast, hopefully there's another episode in store. Yeah. Um, we're going to need to talk about just a full-blown Disney menu. Yeah. And I want to hear how you would pair that menu with all the songs that were on your mixtape when you were DJ. Rafa- oh, uh, okay. DJ I'm gonna,
1: yeah, I'll, pull up, I'll pull up the CDs and uh, yeah. and we'll do
0: that. Actually, I do want to have like churros with you in Disneyland listening to trance music. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll turn it into a rave. Okay, I love it. I, I- love it. So the last two minutes are all yours, sir. Please tell us about what you're excited about, what you want people to know about you. And also please let them know how they can find you online.
1: Okay. So um, I am obviously still with Refine Company. We are doing wedding events. So you can find me on refine.com. Um, and also my Instagram is Jason Roars, like a lion, I'm a Leo. So Jason Roars. Um, and also Jason Reed was Taken. Um so I'm Jason Roars and then the refined is my Instagram for my business. And then, um, we will be launching, um, relaunching our, um, the reality, which is thereality.com. And that'll take you straight to the YouTube page where we'll have podcasts and, um, fresh, fun, fresh content that has to do with hospitality weddings and events, but done with the comedic humor. Um, and you know, feel good, re- feel good reality.
0: Awesome. And so just to clarify for anybody that's listening, it's all the re puns are R H E E. Yes, R H E E. Who is this other Jason Ree that took your social handle? He
1: works at Pop Sugar. He's like the oh. VP of something at Pop Sugar, which I think we're friends on Facebook because I like had to add all the rees and you know. Right. Yeah. I gotta keep them close.
0: Well, um, hashtag not my Rhee, you are my Jason Ree. Thank so. you. Yeah, no problem. You got it. And I think uh, soon enough, you'll be the world's Jason Ree. Because um, oh, in terms of event production and event planning and event design, you are certainly taking over the world, sir. I'm very happy for you. I'm very proud of you. So Thank let's you. keep it rocking. Uh, it's a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much. And I look forward to catching up with you soon, man.
1: Great. Thanks so much.
0: Bye.